Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up next on The Jake Brown Show on Play.it. We'll go around the NFL and give my pick six, and Odell Beckham was married over the weekend. We'll get into my beef. We'll get into the disaster that is the New York Jets. We'll get into the MLB playoffs as the ALCS and LCS are going. And we'll preview the Western Conference with Josh Eberly of Hoops Mag. It's next. Welcome to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. A little quick giddy up here on Play.it. Slash Jake Brown and iTunes podcast, as well as Spotify. I have no idea if we are on Stitcher yet because I tend not to befriend people with Androids. Because once you send that text that's green, like Sant right here, uh, he's a rare friend with an Android. We have to get a report from you, Sant, if we are on Stitcher yet. Maybe later on, we'll, we'll, we'll check out, we'll give a Stitcher update, a Stitch date. Uh, later on in the show, I uh, got a lot to get into. A lot of sports going on. Tim Tebow got a hit, everyone. Congratulations. Give him a round Woo! of applause. Timmy T, baby. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Tebow. Uh, we'll get my locks of the week. I went two and three last week. My stupid ass locked in the Jets at plus seven and a half. They got trounced. Uh, we'll get the picks. And later on in the show, the last 20 minutes, you'll hear from Josh Everly of Hoops Mag and uh, uh, Basketball Press. He'll come on later to give us his predictions. We'll get into all of that coming on up. And we'll also get into a girl who doesn't like sprinkles. I mean, <laughs> how the hell do you not like sprinkles? Uh, we got Anthony Santanello at Santanello managing that vid- the video feeds. We got Luke Halper. I am Luke Halper, one of the boards. We have Nick Velasser here to observe and uh, do a project on me. Uh, I don't know why. Something called a telescope. What is it called? A capstone. Capstone, whatever. <laughs> Telescope capstone. I don't get the Twitter handle. Same thing. What is your Twitter? Nick Velastro? Nick underscore. No, no, no. Do you even know your own Nick Twitter? Nick Velastro, yeah. Wow, no one else has your last under- name Velastro. One your Islanders updates. Yeah, you can catch Nick on WFAN and WRHU. <laughs> no, you're not. You're on WRHU, no? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Um W-R-H-U. Your stomping grounds. The old stomping grounds. Um, All right. Let's get into it. Let's start here with my favorite team here on the Jake Brown Show. It's the New York Jets. Because how could you not go off on a team after what you saw last night? I mean, 28-3. A team that is completely lost offensively. A team that couldn't cover our guest this week, Mo Vaughn, defensively. A team whose coach you would think is Stevie Wonder. That is what we've seen from the New York Jets. Todd Bowles has been outcoached. Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he robbed the Jets of more than $12 million. And Geno Smith doesn't look any different from what we've seen from him the first two years of his career. A turnover machine. And I really wanted my coworker Brian Altman in here to argue with me because he is all about Team Geno and wanted to defend him last night. Obviously, the loss isn't on Geno. But again, the Jets have said that Ryan Fitzpatrick will start next week. Now they're saying they're rethinking, revisiting it. Geno's saying he's antsy. Blah, blah, blah. Let's start with this. The Jets, New York Jets are 1-5. They've lost four straight. They've been blown out by double digits in all four games. 
They have not been competitive. They have not been fun to watch. And they look like they should be playing in the FXFL right now. Darrell Revis has been hurt. And if you don't know what the FXFL is, it's the development league of the NFL. That's what they look like right now. They could probably pick up players from there. At this rate, the Jake Brown show is hoping for Jake Browning to become the Jets quarterback with what he's done at Washington. The New York Jets have always had a problem with quarterbacks. We're seeing it this year. They've always had a problem with head coaches. We're seeing it this year. They've always had a problem with star players that are performing. Cough, cough, Darrell Revis. We're seeing it this year. Now, I said they needed to beat the Cardinals to still be in the playoff race, and they did not. So, essentially, they're done. They play the Ravens. Can they beat the Ravens at home? Sure. After that, yeah, it gets easy. But what's easy for the Jets anymore? Nothing is easy. Browns, Dolphins, Rams, Pats, Colts, Niners, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. First of all, those two Pats games don't look anything close to easy. The Bills game, even at home, does not look easy. Heck, the Colts game doesn't look easy. Heck, the Rams game doesn't look easy. At this rate, the Jets look like a 4-12 and team. And can we get a quarterback? I mean, the fact that we're hoping that Chad Pennington, I tweeted Jets have signed Chad Pennington to a multi-year deal. You're talking about a team since Chad Pennington went with Brett Favre, who was solid but then got hurt. Kellen Clemens started eight games. Nine games. Then Mark Sanchez, sure, he took to the Jets to the AFC Championship back-to-back years, but he wasn't good. Greg McElroy got a game. He wasn't good. Geno Smith got too many games. He wasn't good. Michael Vick even saw time. We know he wasn't good. Then we see a little sprinkle of solid play from Ryan Fitzpatrick in a team that misses the playoffs. But the New York Jets have always failed to have a franchise quarterback, and it is the worst. When you see teams win, like the Saints with Drew Brees, like the Packers when they won with Aaron Rodgers, like uh, uh, Tom Brady, obviously, with the New England Patriots, with Big Ben when he won. Teams are carried by elite quarterbacks, and the Jets have been missing that. Not and You can't even call Chad Pennington elite. Really, since Vinny Testaverde when he was in his heyday. And we're talking about 2000, 2001, is the last time the Jets had a bona fide Pro Bowl quarterback in Vinny Testaverde. And even that is a little bit of a stretch. This is a team that looks back and says, wow, Boomer Sison might have been one of our best. And Boomer was great. Not a Hall of Famer, though. So it's just a debacle of all sorts. And Brooks Bollinger, I forgot, even got some time in there. Brooks freaking Bollinger. I look at this as Geno Smith is not the savior. I think you throw Ryan Fitzpatrick out there versus the Ravens. If they lose that game, you reconsider the circumstances. But, my God, for those people saying Geno Smith could save this team, the Jets cannot be saved by any of the quarterbacks on the roster. At this point, I I wouldn't even mind Bryce Petty being out there. Right? I mean, he's he's, he's got to be better than anyone else they got going right now. Is Geno an answer? I don't think so. No. Fitzpatrick looks awful. Geno Smith is a turnover machine. I've never seen even when his two two his two drives, he turned it over, he fumbled it, they got it back, and then he proceeded to throw a pick. Geno Smith in his NFL career has 36 interceptions and 27 touchdowns. Let that sink in. Wow. It sunk in. Did it sink in yet? Or do you need a couple more seconds? I think you need a couple more seconds. Can 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 you get the kitty in here? For, I'm drinking it in. Hold can on. you get the kitty for a couple seconds? Let the kitty rest on 36 picks. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. More. We need more kitty. <laughs> Is he done? All right. Thanks, Lester. Um, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I can't even watch the Jets in the, past the first quarter anymore. It's like it's over after the first quarter. Brian Allman texted me at seven nothing. He's like, "Bro, you should lo- get negative picks for picking the Jets to cover at seven nothing." He knew it was over. That's the Jets. That's the opening. I thought I would get yell a little bit more, but maybe I'm just tired. We had a good time. We had Mo Vaughn in the building. I mean, fucking Mo Vaughn in the building on the Jake awesome. Brown show. That was I mean, so cool. 
Solid, solid couple weeks here. We've had Jim Brewer, Don Larson, Barstool, and Mo Vaughn. So it's going to be hard to go up from there. It's a solid start. Mo Vaughn, I didn't think was around anywhere. Now he has social media. T- team has created him social media. Um, he's promoting his apparel line. He's got a big and tall apparel, which I need to get me. I, I, I didn't really want to push too much, but I need to get something from that, especially since it starts at 1XL. I thought it was double. I'm an XL guy. He was guy. looking very good today. He was. He, he was, was dazzy, man. He very stylish. Security thought. Security thought. Security thought he was like the president. He walked in like with swaggy <laughs> pee on his <laughs> fucking self. Heesh. That jacket was crazy. I was about to say the jacket. Also the shoes. And I the shades. The jacket and the shoes were really popular. So he's sitting here. I I'm, I want to look in his eyes, and I'm, I'm trying to look through, and there were times he wasn't looking. So it was very. it's weird when you're looking at someone, and you don't know if they're looking at you. I got to say, there's very few people that can pull off sunglasses indoors and not look ridiculous. It's tough. Mo was one of those yeah. guys, man. He is a fucking... The man. <laughs> a boss. He is a B-O double dollar sign if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I was. I, I know you don't have it ready, but uh, you know what I was going to say. What he is as well. Um, he's a bo double double dollar sign, and he is a. Coke boy, baby. Move <laughs> on, man of the people. Uh, he commanded a room when he walked in. It was swag. Like <laughs> Justin Bieber would be like, "I fuck with you, move on." That's what <laughs> he would say. Swaggy P would be like, "Move on's my dude." Um. Anyways, <laughs> that was Jets. Move on. Um. Yeah, I was saying earlier, sprinkles, man. How can like how can you not like sprinkles? What's like, the story here? I went to Maury's and then I got Carvel and the girls like, I was like, you gonna get sprinkles on that, right? She's like, no, nah, I don't like sprinkles. I'm like, what? What? Excuse, it's, excuse me. It's one thing if you if you just don't want sprinkles. I can at least like you know I can respect. Yeah. Them. But to say you don't like sprinkles, what's not to like? It's like not liking bread, I feel like. Except, Fair. Oh, unless it's Passover, of course, and you're Jewish. But um. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't like bread. No, for, for seven days <laughs> and eight holy nights, you might. But uh, I don't know. I'm Jewish. I should know this. But uh, chime in, guys. Sprinkles. You like sprinkles. I do, but I would say it's not a necessity for me on ice cream. But, but I'm going along with Luke. If you don't want ice uh, sprinkles on your ice cream, sure. But I, I to go out of your way, be like, I do not like sprinkles. That's that's tough to say. They're Jimmy's from my neck of the woods. That's yeah, no, I that called. doesn't count. They're sprinkles. I had but Jimmy's. That the hell is count. Jimmy's? It's another. It's a Massachusetts thing. Oh my! It's like calling God. a sandwich a grinder. Yeah, it's a grinder. Get the hell out! Well, I've heard grinder because Connecticut. They... I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. There's brother Jimmy's. In the city, I don't know about but Jimmy's. But I'm a big sprinkle guy, brother Jimmy. So you I'm get a grinder. Expecting. I do get grinders, chicken oh. parm grinders. Oh my god, he he uses Jimmy's while listening to Jimmy 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 Turner, <laughs> Jimmy 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 Turner. Uh, designer, by the way, I have to say this about him: respect, mad respect. Hashtag facts only. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he talks. Like he rap, like I've seen him like talk, and you can't understand him in real life or rap. So at least he keeps it one hundred all the way through. What I respect the most about him is that he's always so happy. He's always. Out oh, I'm sure drugs play it, play it, play it factor. <laughs> oh, in that. we're just throwing out. Well, but I'm oh, saying like sometimes it's like that ha- wasn't me. No, no, no. Here's the thing: a guy will rap, and you can't understand what they're saying. But then you hear them talk, you're like, oh, I understand. Like, hi, I'm George. How you doing? Like, you you understand it. But with designer, it's like. It's like whoa! Like you get him on the show. You are actually yeah. I might have to because I think I'm, that's part of his appeal though. It it's cool. It's like when you talk like you rap, like when you can't understand talking or rap. It's like all right, at least you stay consistent across the board. You know, <laughs> that's I I don't know. That came to mind a while ago. I felt like bringing it up once we were talking about anyway, Jimmy Turner. Sprinkles though. Sprinkles gotta go rainbow. Yeah. Sure. I'm a, I'm for both. I honest to be completely honest, I don't really taste the difference. I was gonna say there's no yeah. difference. I don't taste so you go difference. both ways, Luke. If I can have, <laughs> but yes, Troy. If I, yikes. If, this is the thing. If I could do both, I would. Most places don't give me the option. I don't get the option. Well, if you go to the stadium, I don't think they have chocolate sprinkles. I think they only have rainbow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this is the longest sprinkle segment in the history. Talk of about the important issues here. By the second. Uh, I mean. 
I heard she didn't like sprinkles, so I didn't want to marry her. Fast. But Odell Beckham wanted to get married. I like that, that transition. Great Congratulations. It's time for pick six here on the Jake Brown Show. You follow us, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show, Twitter, Instagram, all that, jazz, YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube page. I'm trying to get to 100 so we can reserve the username. So subscribe <laughs> us. You can't rate us on there, but subscribe, like videos, do what you got to do. But we're at like 10. We're, we got a 90 more to go. <laughs> and I, I said, this is kind of dumb, but I said when I get to 100, I'll give out prizes. Like it sounds like I'm an old candy man in a fucking minivan. Uh, but I'll, I'll give out prizes when we get to 100. Maybe an autograph memorabilia item, um, courtesy of me. Uh, and yes, we are rocking, if you're here, the TikTok Stop shirt in studio. Donate. It's a great cause. Craig Carton's charity for Tourette's. Uh, they will have their gala on Thursday in the city. I will be there with my roommate, Greg. So make sure you show TikTok Stop. Go donate for a call. great cause. Pick six, starting with this Odell Beckham. Now, I went on the first show and ran about Odell Beckham, and things still do- haven't seemed to change in terms of maturity level. We've known this uh, his whole career, guys. It's been all about him. It's been him, 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 Turner. And, <laughs> and he has showed us that even his teammates, when they score, like don't even really – like they look at him like he's crazy. He scores, he takes his helmet off and runs across the sideline, sees the Getty images and the cameramen around him, and then decides to marry the kicker's net. And I know Mike Francesa was not a fan. He went absolutely off on Oda Beckham for that, and he said it wasn't funny. And For a second, it was kind of funny just because it was like the finishing of the him and the kicker's net. It was like three chapters. You had... He gets hit by, hurt by it, then he says sorry and gives it a hug, and then he gets married to it. But even Eli Manning has said he's got like it has to stop. The antics have just gotten too much with his teammates. Like it's very awkward when you see him on the sidelines. His teammates will high five him and stuff, but you don't see like conversation going on, and you don't see the chemistry there between Odell Beckham and his teammates as you should for a superstar player. You just don't see it. You see guys say, "Hey, nice," and then they just let him go because it's all about him. Um. But you know what? He made a big play. 66-yard touchdown. The Giants pick up a huge win to get to 500. The Ravens lose three straight. Ravens 3-3, three and three, Giants 3-3. Three and three. And, man, Eli Manning continues to be clutch late in games. It's been his M.O. his entire career. It's like the first three quarters he's not there, and he comes alive in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Giants 20 points in the second half to come back Excuse me, and win that game. But, yeah, ODB. Gotta mature, baby. Number two, the Panthers are now one and five. The season's over for the Carolina Panthers. And they went into the offseason and said, you know what, let's throw two rookie defensive backs out there and see what happens. Well, you're seeing what's happening right in front of your eyes. Defense is completely falling apart. 41 38, they lose to the Saints. And this team looks finished. I mean, Cam Newton walked out, and Cam Newton, you can't do that. You're better than that. Cam Newton has got to grow up already. His little bitchy act is getting old at this point. He's being a little bitch. It's it's not anything crazy. I mean, got to grow up. You're you're the leader of this team, and you're gonna go and like cry in the press conference. Take the loss like a man. Well, did he cry? I thought he just walked out. He didn't cry, but just his his answers. His, I mean, grow up. It's annoying. Him and Odell Beckham need to, like, go to therapy together or something. That would be an awesome reality show. <laughs> OBJ and Cam Newton. Just a sports psychology Would you guys watch show. that? I'd watch I'd sports watch psychology. Dr. Drew with athletes. Ooh. Hmm. We used, to, we used to seeing train wrecks. What about, you know, psychological side of the sports? Who else would be in that reality show? You'd probably throw Dennis Rodman maybe on there. T.O. 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 will take, take the... Uh, John take Rocker. That. John Rocker, yeah. I don't want to... He doesn't need to be on TV. He's a mess. <laughs> Throw some double-A batteries at him. Nick Young? Throw some 9-volt batteries I at him. I would see Nick Young on there. Imagine getting hit by a 9-volt battery. <laughs> oh, we should try it. Nah. Yeah. We'll do that. We, we'll do that. We'll Let's take have John video. Rocker and then throw batteries at him. Would you put Swaggy P on that show? Um, I'd put Gilbert Arenas because he would just call out everyone and their baby mamas and stuff and put it on Instagram. How about speaking of people calling people out, the Bennett brothers? Oh, yeah. You see them this week? 
Martellus. Martellus. What did what happened there? No, Mar- uh, for an E60 interview. Um, oh, they were on E60, right? Yeah, Martellus Bennett just basically called every single person on the Bears a giant bitch. Um, oh, that's right. No, yeah, I said that was part of the reason why they weren't winning. So He's they bitter. Were, they were all very. He's not wrong. He's bitter. I honestly was shocked that he went to the Patriots. I mean, obviously, you know they have Gronk, so it's like, why would you have a stud tight end? But you know what, the Patriots like two tight end packages. And I actually traded for Martellus Bennett in you fantasy. Did. I traded. I mean, this is a, sounds a little bit crazy, but when you see my receivers, it makes sense. I traded Brandon Marshall for Jamison Crowder and Martellus Bennett. And I'm I, here's my analysis of the trade. One, we don't know who's Marshall's quarterback's going to be. Two, he's been a little bit inconsistent. Three, he's injury prone. Four, you know if Fitzpatrick is out, he's probably going to make excuses to not play with Geno. Five. I had Crabtree, Marvin Jones, and Julian Edelman already. So I have three receivers. Edelman's been terrible this year. But you got to imagine he's going to turn it around. You have to. Yeah. I mean, him. He's, he's boys with Brady. Like, they're Coke boys together. That's one. <laughs> uh, but... Boys, baby. And so now, because I had Dwayne Allen as my starting tight end. Yeesh. I do too. And he got hurt. So I was like, I need Bennett. So, I'm happy with the deal. As crazy as, as it sounds. I don't think Brandon Marshall is going to have a good rest of the year now with this Jets debacle. Number three of the pick six. It's always this point of the year that the Raiders kind of like f- digress a little bit. They always start to fall. Da- David Carr starts to get a little bit worse. And it was sloppy. It was ugly. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 26-10. And I picked the Raiders... Wasn't a be- the best pick, but it, we're seeing midseason form, it seems like, from David Carr. He has a good start, bad middle, surges a little bit at the end when the games don't really matter as much. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope this is just a one-game thing. Maybe we'll give them the excuse that the weather wasn't good. But, yeah, it was uh, not a good day for for Derek Carr. Did I say David Carr before? I you always said David, yeah. Oh, I always do that. David Carr. Derek's a little bit better than David, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tad bit. But the, the Raiders at home again. The, Raider, the Raiders just struggle at home. They it's just have weird. a lot of trouble. I think they got to go to Vegas. I think it's Viva Las Vegas. The stadium deal was signed. Here's the thing. No, that's that doesn't mean they're moving. Well, it doesn't mean they're moving, but the stadium is happening. Though. I just think, and the Blue Jays are up 5-1 as we have update anchor Anthony Santonello on the ones and twos. Uh, so the Blue Jays will make it three games to one. We'll get we'll get into that after the pick six, but the Chiefs, you know what, Derek Carr, you know what, I think he's good, but he's not there yet because he always seems to make mistakes middle of the season that kill them. So we'll see what happens there. Number four, how do you miss that pass interference on Julio Jones? We've seen missed pass interferences, but you can clearly see Richard Sherman just dragging him to the ground because he's Richard Sherman. I guess, and it seemed like a home field call, and it also happened where it was hard to see from the ref's angle, maybe. But that was an inexcusable miss. I know Luke's a little mad about that. I really think, I mean, it's pretty much lock, unless he missed the field goal, that if they get that, they win the game. They're down two because of the missed extra point. And the Falcons would have won. They would have been at the 45 or the 40-yard line. They would need like five yards to kick a doable field goal. So, I mean, the refs have got to, can't miss that call. You just can't. At the same time, though, I mean, one thing that the refs love to do at the end of the game like that, they love to let them play. So I can I can get it. I get it. I'm not wild about it, but I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. I do agree, though. It's tough to see from the ref's angle at that because he, like, grabbed the – he grabbed, like, the inner part of his arm. I well, guess. there was another player there that may have been blocking their vision because there was two guys that looked like a Julio Jones that ended up bringing him down. The penalty should have been on Sherman. But – Here's let me. I want to know what you guys think too about this. I think in the final maybe two minutes of a game, something like that should be reviewed. If they're going to review all this stuff, why not review a guy just being dragged to the ground? Because you can't review penalties. There's, it's not a thing. If you review pen, if you yeah. start reviewing penalties, they're going to review them all. Maybe the last long. two minutes though. That's a big spot. I don't know. I think that's something that needs to be considered at some point. But then I feel like it's a thing where it could start going, oh, the last five minutes is just as important. Yeah. It just opens the door for yeah. the entire slope. rule to be changed. Yeah, Slippery slope. Yeah. Oh, well. 
I tried. <laughs> Didn't work. The Bills have won four straight games. Bills Mafia. Rex, and I don't know if you guys saw, uh, the, I'm sure you all saw from Barstool, the video of, I think it was a guy eating a girl's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, she was using, he was using her ass as a luge to drink beer out of, actually. Yes, well. Maybe he got a little bit more than he bargained for, though. <laughs> <laughs> more power to him, I guess. But that's that's how Bills Mafia do, though. That's Bills Mafia yeah. every crazy. week, every week it's something. They just they just like to have a good time. It's like Juicy J needs like the Bills fans on a remix. Juicy J say no to him. I mean, we're <laughs> Bills we're, fans can't. <laughs> I see us in the Taz Show studio. I mean, the Bills Mafia are truly the ECW of. Of NFL Screw fan you and ECW. Oh, stop. You're talking no. with three wrestling fans stop. in here. In a wrestling studio. Yeah, we're not get out of here with a wrestling. This ain't his EC- studio. The, any wrestling fan, anyone who knows ECW knows what I'm talking about. They push everything oh my to God. the extreme. They take it from 10 to 15. You're invading my damn show. Oh my you invited us on. Shout I, out I, Paul Heyman. I, I did not say we talk <laughs> wrestling. Paul Heyman. How about John Heyman? How about that? Let's talk to John Heyman. I call right now. How All great right. would that be? Hit him up. I kind of wanted to do this show like a prank call. I do have to say, one of my all-time favorite John Heyman moments is him and Mike Francesa doing play-by-play on a car chase. Uh, yes. the clip is on YouTube, by the way. Go find that one. Day. That is a great that clip. That is a classic <laughs> clip. Classic. He's with, I think, Fan Rag Sports. Yeah. yeah. John Rothstein just got on there, too, I think. John Rothstein. Fan Rag must have some money coming. Apparently. I guess so. Good for them. They're out here paying John Heyman and John Rothstein? Yeah. John and John, I what a show! Well my wow. John, John do not add an H to it though. Make it J O N. They're both J O Ns, I think. No, I think I thought Rothstein was with an H. I think I responded to Rothstein in an email, and I might have spelled John wrong. I think I was drunk. I think it was St. Patrick's Day. I was drunk and responded to John Rothstein in an email. I think he responded correcting me because I spelled his name wrong. I and I think I responded with, "Hey, it's like St. Patrick's Day. Sorry, I had a couple drinks." Or something. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> Former Play Dot It podcast host John Rossi. Can you open the door? Make yourself useful, bro. <laughs> I'm just, it is, it I'm is just, quite hot. I'm kidding. This I'm is kidding. a hot o- studio. Open, open it all the way open. All the way up. This is a there hot it is, studio. some air. But yeah, that's my John Rothstein drunken email story. But anyway, anyway, back to the original thing. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 4 in a row. And Colin Kaepernick, you know what? Did not look good. Uh, but I'm glad he started because he did give them more of a chance to win than Blaine Gabbard. Uh, the Bills have won four in a row, and that game was not even close. 45-16. Shady McCoy, fantastic day. And it looked like he was ba- badly hurt at one point. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Oh, he did last week. He did. He stood up all season. Yeah. He's getting his ludicrous on. Do you get that reference? I get it. Doom, doom. Stand up! Oh. <laughs> you are a ridiculous human being. Relax. <laughs> it's weird because I'm sober. I'm just crazy all over the place. Yeah. Well, sober life. Of you know, it's great. Um, anyways. Number six six six, six. six, six, six. No, but the Bills are for real. And I'm glad I traded for their defense. I traded the Panthers' defense for the Bills' defense. And that was looking like a genius move. Although Brandon Cooks went off, who I traded as well and then Kevin ended up trading him now he traded him right after I traded him um, he just got a what, 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 what was the package I'm drawing a blank I don't know I don't care it. enough uh, but <laughs> Melvin Gordon and Golden Tate yes he did number six 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 this number six the, this was a shock killed this one of my survivors me. the Dolphins upset the Steelers in blowout fashion the Steelers did not look good Nick is literally taking a video <laughs> of my fat face right now um, and they kill survivor pools everywhere I mean everyone I had a sense that he had it I mean the, the, the Steelers were the favorite pick over Miami in blowout fashion they were one of my locks they did not get the job done and it was it was pretty ugly to watch. Nick is really going <laughs> ham. He's like TMZ right now. He's going in my what face. What did I tell you before the show started? Act like I'm not here. I I'm know, a photographer. but you're going into my, my crooked teeth. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. You're hiding the teeth Th- pretty I well. I thought you were a pro, Jake. Come on. Uh, funny thing about my teeth. My teeth. A lot of things. Funny che- about chief them. teeth. Um, <laughs> is what is that, this show? I don't know. Uh, it's I don't know. It's the wild thing show. Um <laughs> 
I want to get my teeth bonded. They call it bonded. People, everyone I tell, they have no idea. They're like, is that sexual? I'm like, no. It's they, they, they like take a picture of your teeth, they line them, and then they straighten them out. And at first they whiten them and they straighten them out. So I need to get them bonded. I want teeth bondage. <laughs> teeth bonding is a thing. I would say. You've been talking about this for years. I know, and I never do it. I need to start going with Te- Tooth bonding is the application of a tooth color resin material using adhesives and a high-intensity curing light. The procedure gets its name because materials are bonded to the tooth. Bonding is typically used for cosmetic purposes to improve the appearance of a disclosure or chip tooth. That's what I want because you see these front two, one of them is shorter than the other. That's all I need to fix. The rest of the teeth are terrible. I'm going to tell you, I've lived with you for five years and I never noticed that. Well, really? You don't notice if, if if there's like a person in the corner. I don't expect you to notice a tooth. <laughs> there's been times. Am I that aloof? It took a year for you to notice there was a light going up the hallway stairs. You're like, I didn't know that light was there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you could admit lights. to that. There was a light going up the stairs to the left that opens the top light. And there were three lights. A year into moving in, you're like, them. wait, a light? <laughs> Blinded by the light. <laughs> but yeah, that's tooth bonding for you. Um, so yeah, we need to get that done. But <laughs> Jay Ajayi. Oh my God, don't remind me. In my fantasy league, of course I wasn't going to start him. Uh, so here's a story. I started Arian Foster in four leagues. Oh God, God. wow. Dude, well, dumb for doing that. But I had him on my bench. He scored 32. I played Greg, my roommate. The loser has to clean the entire house. Of course I lose. But if I start Ajayi over Forte, I won. But you can't fault me. I had Hyde and Forte starting, Ajay in the bench. But obviously, I'm not going to start Ajay because he's been inconsistent. But if I now start him, it's over. Forte has been so bad at fantasy. He was great the first week or two, and since then, he has just been terrible, man. Powell is uh, getting more touches. Than I know. He got so, more touches yesterday, yeah. yeah. So I might have to consider starting Ajay. I'm sorry. Can I? True story. I what? had to supervise a Quidditch tournament this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Part of my job working as a supervisor at the, at the fitness center. But at my first duty was to get the information and take care of a kid who broke his freaking clavicle. Playing Quidditch? What are you going to hit his dick with a broom? What the you hell? know where your clavicle is. Your back, right? It's your shoulder. Your neck, your shoulder. <laughs> Same shit, back, neck, dick. Are you playing this because I am cat? Is that keep, why? Keep no, it going. It's just funny. <laughs> talking about a fucking Quidditch tournament. This is ridiculous. From NYU. And he got tackled and snapped his shoulder. Came back later. Didn't play, but he came back. That's a hero right there. First of all. Had did, a great sense of humor, all too. Right, we got like five minutes up. But did, did you sign up for this? Did you get paid for this? Got paid for it. And it's to supervise. How much not, did they not, pay you? Not a, I hate to dive into your finances. But and I'm not going to give away my financial <laughs> what details. What a little bitch. <laughs> $400 million. Yes. <laughs> but essentially, I didn't have to officiate it. I just had to you know coordinate with all the... Because uh, it was a tournament. So they had like 12 teams come in to Hofstra and you know, just make sure they had everything. If they need anything, just let me know. Go around. And if anyone got hurt, like the poor kid... No, make sure that he got the proper medical uh, work. This dude is doing first aid for a Quidditch tournament. I didn't get first aid. What day was this? This was Saturday morning. Was he a seeker? He woke up on a Saturday morning. He was not morning. a seeker. By the way, the this this uh, the snitch yep. is literally a guy dressed in yellow who has a tube sock tied to the top of his shorts on the back with a tennis ball in it, and you have to grab it. <laughs> facts. That's how you win. Yes. Okay. F- hashtag <laughs> well, facts. And remember, the snitch is worth 30 points, so even if you catch it, does not mean you necessarily win. I'll say this. Say it. And I, I, I'm not 100% if it was with Nick or if it was with Sant. But one of you, we watched Quidditch on like ESPNU one night at like 2 a.m. Hmm. It's, it's, it's gotten that. Like, yeah, we've people, watched, we've watched Frisbee together. Fris- you, we've seen, yeah, like there's a lot of like fringe me. sports that are, that are coming up. This might have to be in the headline of the episode of the show, Quidditch Tournament. <laughs> That should, which would be a great video for us to do, by the way. Like you going. San to has a video thing up, like he's taking video and just chilling. Well, well, you ran out of storage, so I was did I? After, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> that's that's the worst. I run out of storage like every week. That's why you gotta yeah. get a phone with bigger space. I got 128 gigs. I haven't run out. Of, I've literally. Taken How did you get a 128 gig phone? I, I went the house would treat him well. It. Unbelievable. The house would treat everyone well. We're in Halpert shoes. That's true. Let's shout out Rick Halpert. We got like Shout five out to minutes the boys. here. Was good? 
We've got a couple minutes left. So we need yeah. to get into baseball. We still need to get the locks. We're By the way, speaking of baseball, the Blue Jays are alive. They won. All right, won. so three games to one in that series. I'm not even going to go to the extra point. I was going to go on about um, offensive lineman for the Raiders. Donald Penn's wife put up an Instagram post basically bragging about how she wanted him back because Penn paid off the Instagram side chick. First of all, how is an offensive lineman getting into this kind of drama? Usually this is the story of like a star of a team or something. He's not getting like AJ Green checks or Antonio Brown checks. He's getting offensive lineman checks. But he went to pay off that side check. You want to know how? Here comes the money. Money talks. You gotta shut that. You can't be playing all these music in here on podcasts. You know how it is. That's how. They're coming after us. The government's coming. Coming after you. They're coming after Timmy, 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 turn. Um, now the uh, Trevor Bauer. That shit was crazy, man. That blood was coming from every angle. His and, pinky was black, and he tweeted like, "Can someone make a crying Jordan of my pinky, bloody pinky?" <laughs> and someone sent it to him. It was pretty funny. But man, the Indians have shocked us all. They've been great, uh, and uh, they will probably close the series out. Not Toronto in Cleveland. I'm not gonna go and say it's over because the Blue Jays still could very much make this thing interesting. But I, I'm going to take the Indians here. I'd like to see them close it in Cleveland. And fun times in Cleveland for everyone. Fun times in Cleveland. I mean, Cavs and now this. I mean, the Cavs win, come back and win the finals. And now the Indians are one game away from the World Series. Pretty incredible. And the National League, Clayton Kershaw. It's literally been the Los Angeles Kershaw. It's been three wins in the games he started and in the game he saved. All four of their playoff wins have basically been a courtesy of Clay and Kershaw. This series is tied going to L.A., and I think this is going to be a hell of a series. I think it's going to go six, maybe seven. Uh, they're going to win their Kershaw games. Now the question is, can they win when somebody else not named Kershaw starts? And they have struggled to do that. Uh, but again, I, I just think the Cubs-Bats should come alive, and they'll be just fine in this series. Um but yeah, I think we'll see. It looks like we're going to possibly see Cubs, Indians. I think that's what baseball wants. I think that's what baseball needs. Rating wise, Dodge would be nice because of L.A. Yeah, but for the for the purpose of the Indians not winning it forever and the whole Cleveland Renaissance thing now, it would be awesome to see the Cubs trying to end their streak versus the Indians trying to end theirs. That would be a series that is a must watch. All right, Luke, you know what time it is we got to make our picks here before we head it off to Josh Eberly to give us our Western Conference preview. It's JB's locks against the spread for NFL Week 7. Last week, I went 2-3 and three after the debut week of 5-0. and oh. That puts me at 7-3 and three since the start of the show. Let's get it going. I believe I am 15-15 and 15 on the season. And you can catch those every Friday on CBSSportsRadio.com. Lock number one. And a lot of experts were picking otherwise. I'm taking the New York football giants to win in London against... The Rams. And if you follow me on my picks, I've picked against the Rams literally all season long. I do not like the Rams. I think the Giants are going to win in London in a 9.30 a.m. game. Game? 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 And there's a snap going off. Uh, Giants win cover two and a half, obviously, win by a field goal. Number two, I got to like the Patriots against the Steelers, the seven-point favorites, because something I didn't even mention because I'm so tired and I was so starstruck by the great Mo Vaughn. Pittsburgh Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger for three to four weeks. So they're going to play the New England Patriots with Landry Fields. That's right, Landry Jones. I just wanted to say Landry Fields because he's such a precocious. 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 <sighs> Miss him. Oh, he was so much fun. The Patriots will bleed the Steelers by double digits in Pittsburgh. And if they don't. Landry Fields deserves an award for comeback, backup quarterback of the year. 
Number three, the Bills and the Dolphins. Back, back. The Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills are three-point favorites, and I think they'll win. That's if they don't go to Tootsie's the night before, because Bart Scott says that some of the Steelers, I believe, were at Tootsie's. I don't know. I think it's a strip club slash club slash something where you get Liddy McTitty and season titties. Uh, but uh, the Steelers must have been must have been the Tootsie Pops because they didn't show up in Miami, but the Bills will. The Bills are riding high on a four-game win streak, and their defense has been elite. I think the Bills' defense will dominate against the Dolphins, locking the Bills three-point favorites. Let's hope it doesn't get the push at three. But I'll lock the Bills in for number three. Number four, the Raiders go to Jacksonville and take on the Jaguars. The Jaguars are one and a half point favorites here, which means I got to lock in the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to have a big comeback week after looking like shit last week. I think the Raiders are due. They're due for a win. And they're on the road. And they're on the road where they play well. So locking the Raiders as one-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. I think worst case, they maybe lose by one, but they do cover one-and-a-half. The Falcons are six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Chargers. If this was in San Diego, I would not pick it, but it is in the ATL. Shouty. The Falcons will win by a touchdown or more once they hit KOD before the game or after the game. Uh, no, sorry. That's Magic City money. That's uh, Sin City. What's, what's the strip club in Atlanta? Oh, there's, a, there's the one strip club in Atlanta. The famous one in Atlanta. I don't know. Do you know, Nick? You're a strip club aficionado. Uh, I thought that was D.C. No, I, I think that's in Miami. Actually. No, we're talking about Atlanta. Atlanta? I had to do my research. Right? Safe, safe Magic City. Magic City. Uh, so that is it. Locking the Falcons to win by a touchdown. Locking the Giants, Patriots, Bills, Raiders, and Falcons. You guys want the rest of the picks of the week? Sure, we'll give them to you, even if you don't want them. The Packers are nine-point favorites against the Bears. Locking the Packers, I really think they're they're, they're really due for a blowout win because they have looked so up and down, and I'm picking against the Bears here. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites against the Saints. I think the Saints cover. Chiefs win that one. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Colts. Take the Colts on the road to upset them by a field goal. The Bengals are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, fun time. Cleveland for everyone. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals by double digits. The Lions are home against the Redskins. The Lions are one-point favorites. I'm going to pick the Redskins on the road to win that after an impressive win over the Eagles. Minnesota, Philadelphia, Philly, two and a half point favorites. Give me those flying eagles. Tampa Bay, San Francisco. San Francisco is a two point favorite against the Bucks. Give me cap. Okay, go. Seattle, Arizona. Arizona, the one point favorite. Give me Arizona at home. I don't think Seattle's the same team on the road. And finally, Houston goes to Denver. Denver, seven and a half point favorites. I like the Broncos to blow out the Texans. And that one, they're going to be coming out furious after they lost to the Chargers. Those are JB's picks for the weekend. JB's locks against the spread. All right, let's wrap it up here before we hand it off to Josh Eberly of Hoops Mag to preview the Western Conference. Thanks to Anthony Santanella for running the video at Santanella. Thanks for Nick Velastro for stopping by at Nick Velastro. And thanks to Luke Halpert for running the ones and twos at I am Luke Halpert. Again, iTunes, please subscribe. Give us rate five stars. I'm trying to get to the top 200 sports podcast by the by the beginning of November. It's a it's a stretch for sure. But who says by Thanksgiving we won't be giving thanks and getting the top 200? You never know. Um, we just need those ratings. Rate us five stars and write a nice review. That's how you get the boost. The more five-star ratings, the more you get boosted on the iTunes chart. So I see Nick going to do it right now as he's about to interview me for his telescope project. <laughs> Periscope, sorry. What's it called? <laughs> Ta- Cap- Capcom. Capstone. Capstone. Pam, P-A-M-N. <laughs> uh, thanks, to everyone, for coming in. Again, coming up, Josh Everly of Hoops Mag will preview the West. Next week, we'll preview the East. And make sure tomorrow, Thursday, October 20th, you check out Mo Vaughn on the Jake Brown Show, former AL MVP. Josh Eberle's coming up next, but before we go, we got to say 
Josh Eberle next. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Mo Vaughn. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And we're back here on The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play.it, iTunes, Spotify is where you find us. Follow the show at Jake Brown Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And follow me at Jake Brown Radio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, this week we are doing an NBA Western Conference preview. And next week we will do the Eastern Conference. Um, and to talk about the West right now, he writes for Hoop mag hoop.mba.com is where you find his work as well as press basketball and you follow him on twitter it is at josh eberly josh what's going on man thanks for coming on the show not much you know first snow in calgary so i know basketball season starting up and we did discuss not a hockey guy which i'm fine with because i really only watch hockey come playoff time and when i'm at the game regular season hockey to watch three periods 82 days a year is a lot yeah, you know, I, I can watch some puck, but when you're up here and it's not your thing, you get you get pounded with it. Yeah, well, I, I feel bad, but I mean, you got to deal with that. That that was your choice you made for not watching hockey, so you got to deal with the consequences, right? <laughs> true, true. Josh Everly on the line. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Western Conference. Obviously, we're all talking about the Warriors. Um, do you, in your mind, do you see any way that they do top? Uh, the 70, what was it, 73, 74? What did they win, 74 last year? 73. Uh, do, do they top that 73 win mark? In my mind, Josh, it seems hard to pull that off just because injuries do happen and they had a lot of luck not getting hurt. So I'm going to say no, but what do you think? No, I don't think they do. I don't, I don't even know that they're interested in it, to be honest. I think last year was sort of this adrenaline pace team that, that all year was in on their mind. It was talked about, you know, the older players talked about it, and it was this point of contention. But now that they've done it and they didn't get the championship, they've kind of realized that their number one priority is going to come in June. And so I, I, I don't even think it's going to be a big issue for them this year. How dominant? are I mean, I predict that their margin of victory might be uh, 18 points, 16 points. I know it's a lot, but, I mean, the depth that they have – um, starting five, I mean, they're going to blow teams out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for as much as we've talked about the Warriors, we haven't talked about them enough. And I, I just don't think people realize quite yet how good this team could possibly be. I mean, last year their point differential was, I think, 10 points a game, but it'll be more than that this year. This team is so good. It, it, probably the best paper team I've ever seen in the NBA. Now, let's see who's going to compete with them. I mean, and obviously the conversation always has to start with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, they have Powell Gasol, obviously Tim Duncan, no more. Do you think Gasol fills that void, and do you think uh, Popovich continues to take this team to uh, the promised land and be a top two, three team in the West? I think they do. I think it would take a lot for the culture and the guys they have there to fall off that significantly. I mean, they were a 67-team win team last year as well. That's it. I just don't know that they're a great matchup against the Warriors. I don't know that they're ready to move on with the front court they have defensively moving forward. There are a lot of questions about the Spurs, and while I don't think they're going to majorly fall back, I don't. I wouldn't. I hesitate to even call them a contender this year. Jake Brown here on the show with Josh. I really follow him on Twitter. The Clippers are always a hot pick. Um, in the West, are, are you one of those Clipper guys? I am. I don't even know how many times I had to put my hand on the stove, yell, ow, before I stop. But uh, apparently I'm a slow <laughs> learner. I just feel like this Clippers team has the next most talent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, there was a comment from Paul Pierce a week or so back saying that he thought they were a super team in their own right. Maybe that's not true. Maybe it's a bit of an exaggeration. But this team, when healthy, is really, really good. DeAndre Jordan's come a long way, and Blake Griffin's just a phenom. Chris Paul might still be the best point guard in the game, all things considered. I just it hasn't come together yet, but you got to think it's going to happen at some point, right? I mean, you think if they could just stay healthy, that's always been the thing. Obviously, the injuries killed them last year, and the talent is there now. Can they put it all together? A team that has puts it all together usually on the defensive front is the Memphis Grizzlies. It's the team that kind of bores us a little bit. Uh, they go out and add a guy in Chandler Parsons. Uh, are they one of the elite teams in the West? I mean, I, th- I feel like every year, Josh, we kind of look overlook the Grizzlies because um, they're they're not that spicy team. But should we be keeping an eye on them this year? 
I think this is the year they're being most overlooked. Hmm. I mean, we talk about health and we talk about staying healthy and with the Clippers, but it, it was really the Grizzlies last year. I think they had like 35,000 guys in uniform. They were banged up every night. Gasol missed games. Conley missed games. Um, Zach Randolph's now moving to the bench. Parsons has come over. Parsons obviously missed a lot of time in Dallas. This is a good team if they're healthy. And, and again, they've always been well coached. They've always battled hard in the playoffs. Are they someone that you think is going to upset the Warriors? No, but this is a team that should be in the forefront of the Western Conference again, again, if they're healthy. Another team that people might be keeping an eye on is the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, Alan Crabb, uh, it was, it, I don't know if it was a Friday night, in the words of Vince Sink, but he just got paid. Uh, $18.5 million he'll get. Uh, just a monster deal. We'll see if he's – well, first of all, do you think he is worth that money? Is he that good of a player, or did he just get into free agency at the perfect time? Worth is such a complicated word when talking about NBA salaries. In True. This game. I mean, the market is just so inflated. Is he worth that? Probably not. Was losing him for nothing an ideal situation for the Blazers coming off a year where they accomplished so much? Probably not. So you see where their hands were tied. Um, it's an interesting situation with Portland. I'm not a big believer. I don't think they have what it takes to go any further than they've gone. That said, they've really doubled down on what they had going for them and, and bet on themselves. So it's an interesting storyline to watch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, man, and 18.5 million for Crab and then 16.4 million for Evan Turner. If you want to believe in the Blazers, you have to believe somebody other than Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum has all-star potential. And and that's, you know, whether you think that's Crab, hopefully you don't think that's Turner, you know, Plumley, Harkless, whoever it is, I mean, whoever you think is going to step up, you must believe someone else is going to stick up or stand up for this team if you actually think they're going to go further than they did last year because the backcourt isn't enough. Yep. We're talking Western Conference here with Josh Eberle, and I'm really just going through my my predictions order I'm going through here. Warriors, Spurs, Clippers, Grizzlies, Blazers. Now my six-seed preseason pick is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously, it's going to be the Westbrook show all year, and there were times where, obviously, he they worked out well when he would run the show, and then there were Durant's time. Now, this is a brand-new team. Um, you bring in Vic, a guy like Victor Oladipo to play alongside him. Do you think... It's going to be a major regression. It's going to be a similar team to what they were. What's your outlook on the Thunder? It's going to be a major regression. I don't see any way it couldn't be. Uh, Kevin Durant was the MVP two years ago for a reason. He might have been. He might be the best scorer since Michael Jordan. They lost. They, you just you can't recount that loss. It's too massive. As great as Westbrook is at his most entertaining, he's not exactly giving you or not necessarily giving you his best basketball. And while it's fun to see him without Durant, and it's going to be so fun watching him put up these triple-double stat lines on a nightly basis, I'm not sure that just contributes to more wins for this Thunder team. They won 55 last year with Durant. I think they stepped back noticeably from that. I wouldn't be surprised if they even missed the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I have them in that sixth spot. My number seven Josh is the Dallas Mavericks. I think a lot of people are having them out of the playoffs and under 500. Uh, I think they're going to be better than what people think. Obviously, they do add Andrew Bogut to the mix, um, and we'll see if Wesley Matthews could stay on the floor. How, what's your outlook on the Mavericks this year? You know, I've got a soft spot for Dallas. My mom brought me home a Dallas T-shirt when I was just a squirt of the first basketball team I knew of. This team was a team that last year I thought – was going to be nonsense. I thought they were going to be whimsical, 25-30 win team. Looked like they were headed for the lottery, but Rick Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki just get it done. And, and to count them out, I'm glad to see you have them in the playoffs because they just overachieve every year. I think this is exactly where they land. I don't think Harrison Barnes winds up being the star that they hope he'll be, but they'll do enough. They'll scrap enough to get it. And uh, the Mavericks at seven. I have the Jazz in eight. And a lot of people are very high on the Jazz. USA Today has the Jazz at 47 and 35, which is, in my mind, a little bit ridiculous. I don't think they're a 47 win team. They get Joe Johnson. They do add that veteran into the mix, uh, which is so weird to, to think of Joe Johnson playing in Utah. Like, you think of Joe Johnson in Atlanta. Uh, you think of Joe Johnson in New York City, and now he goes over to Utah where he's going to be chilling in the mountains. What, what do you think of the Jazz? Do you, do you expect them to win as much as 47 games? 47 is steep, but I think they're a playoff team. I mm -hmm. think they did enough to improve. 
Um, you have to remember they dealt with a ton of injuries last year. Yeah. Their core is young, so just factoring in a little bit of luck with health, a little bit of growth, and then the guys that they added. I mean, George Hill wasn't a sneaky good addition. Joe Johnson coming off the bench, Boris Diaw. They actually get Dante Exum back, who was the fourth pick a couple years ago. I mean, I think this team has a lot of promise. Unfortunately, it's not a good thing in the NBA to be the trendy pick. The team that everyone at the beginning of the year has massive expectations for usually doesn't play out as people as well as people would hope. And a team that I have on the outside, I'm curious what you think of them, is the Houston Rockets. I think that they have regressed a little bit. Their roster just isn't the same, obviously, losing. I've thrown out the word. I, I wish we had a tally. How many, I've said obviously about 30 times, but they, they don't have Dwight Howard anymore. Uh, are the Rockets on the inside or the outside here of the playoffs? They're a bubble team. I think you have them in the right spot, around the right spot. I could see them sneaking in. I could see them falling out. The, the numbers have been good in preseason. James Harden is a terrific talent, but the chaos that surrounded this team and the, and the terrible headlines that you read on a regular basis coming in and out of, the, out of that locker room last year aren't really encouraging. This is a team that wasn't fantastic defensively. That's now a D'Antoni team with Harden going to play some point guard. I mean, it, it's an interesting team to watch. I could see it going either way, but hard to see them being a top team for sure. All right, so mine, Josh, is Warriors, Spurs, Clippers, Grizzlies, Blazers, Thunder, Mavericks, Jazz. Is yours about the same, or is there a surprise team in there that you have in the playoffs? Yeah, so I I would wiggle the Thunder out of the playoffs. Hmm. I would bump the Clippers to two, and I might actually throw the Timberwolves in. Yeah. I'd have the Timberwolves sneaking into that eight seed. Break down the Timberwolves for us, because I, I thought about picking them, but I do think they're a little young, I think maybe in a year or two, but it's not a terrible pick. What's your outlook on this this team? Because you know what, they, they can win 42-43 games. I mean, the Northwest Division is going to be really tough this year. I've seen every single one of the teams predicted to win it so far. I mean, even the Denver Nuggets have their fans. But the Timberwolves are anchored by Carl Anthony Towns, who had about as good as a good of a rookie year as you could possibly have. Andrew Wiggins showed tremendous growth. They had Zach Levine showed growth. They drafted Chris Dunn. They obviously brought in tips. I mean, this team is poised to make a run. They're poised to grow. I just, I'm just i banking on them doing it a little faster than other people are. Do you think Tibbs will have that huge impact? I mean, one of the best defensive coaches in the game, but some people in Chicago did not like him. Is in your? I mean, if you have them in the playoffs, I imagine it's going to be the Tibbs impact that gets them in there. I'm buying in. I'm buying in because of the money they gave him. I'm buying in because of the the, the immense amount of first-round talent they have around him. I'm buying in because, at this point, the Timberwolves need a playoff appearance. They've been waiting so damn long. I think you got to trust them. What, what are your thoughts on another fringe team? Um, as we're talking West here with Josh Eberly, follow him on Twitter and check him out. Hoop, uh, hoop.nba.com is where you find his work. Do you do you think the Pelicans should be a fringe team, or are they still not ready yet? And Anthony Davis needs to stay on the floor, for Christ's sake. I, I had the Pelicans kind of, when I was looking at this a couple of weeks ago, I bounced back and forth between the Pelicans and the Timberwolves for that last hmm. spot. And it was really a matter of, did I trust Davis to stay healthy? And he's already hurt. And it's just, it's getting really hard to bank on Davis. And I mean, today, the GM poll came out for the NBA last year. He was the player that most GMs wanted to build around. This year, he wasn't even listed. I think that Anthony Davis is someone that until we see him give us 75 games, it's hard to trust them. All right, Josh, it's it's prediction time here on the Jake Brown Show. Your pick for who comes out of the West. What is the conference finals going to be? Who's going to go to the finals? And then quickly tell us in the East who you got. What's your What's your prediction here? I mean, health allowing, I think i got to go Warriors and Clippers. I'm going to stick with my one and two seed. Mm-hmm. I just think the Clippers are overdue to get to this point. If if Paul and Griffin aren't hurt last year, I think they, they would have made the conference finals last year. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Just mm-hmm. on paper right now, there's not enough to nitpick. N- nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking isn't helping anyone. And then the East, do you like Cleveland? I like Cleveland. I think we're going to have a rematch. I know it's boring. I know it's a safe pick, but... But let's not be different. Let's not be difficult. They're the two best teams on paper. It's hard not to see it playing out like that. And I imagine you're taking the Warriors to uh, win it all. I am. I mean, it took it took Curry possibly, and, and no disrespect to the Cleveland fans out there, and so glad they shed the curse, and LeBron 
had this legacy-boosting finals, but it took a Draymond Green suspension, Curry possibly being banged up, and a historic once-in-a-lifetime showing from LeBron James in games 5, 6, and 7 to get it done. Now the Warriors come back and they add Durant. It's just hard to imagine the magic happening twice. You heard it here first. Josh Eberle, Hoop Mag, Press Basketball. Josh Eberle on Twitter. Previewing the West, he's got the Warriors and Clippers. It's boring, but you know what? He's right, and I got the same thing. Josh, we appreciate you coming on the Jake Brown Show today. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Jake. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.